going on there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the discipleproject.net, your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? Just hanging out, week before Christmas, got a cup of coffee. And if you're brand new to the podcast, well, grab yourself a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, and pull up to the table. You can listen in and if it's something you enjoy, well, then be sure to click that subscribe button and then you will get episodes like this on the regular. Now, this might be a long one today, so no motion metrics today, but I am thankful for all of you that are listening all over the world. Thank you for your time and your attention. Had a great past couple of weeks, past couple of Wednesdays. Had uh, Took my students to go see Elf at the Alabama Theater uh, here in Birmingham, and it was a lot of fun, and uh, students were just uh, being good students. So I was, I was grateful for the opportunity, and that ends all my events for this year so uh except for this you know a couple more wednesdays before it's 2023 and i am looking forward to it got our stockings hung with care in the youth room there and uh, this past sunday had students write little uh, notes little merry christmas cards to anybody they wanted to and they could uh, you know drop it in the stocking i'm going to have that for the larger group uh, this wednesday give them an opportunity and uh, I made something for them uh, as a group. And uh, I made a little zine, almost like a little magazine, little thing. And um, it is uh, up on my YouTube channel. I'll put a link there if you're thinking about gifts to give your youth group. Uh, you can make something like this. I, mean, I did mine at a printer, but you can make your own uh, type of thing. But this is basically a, a little photo album of uh, pictures of the group and things that they did throughout the year and it's a great little piece to remind them of where they've been this year and since this is my first year with them i thought that was an important uh, an important thing to do to just kind of give them some vision for 2023 is to give them an idea of where they've been uh, because coming in uh, january i'm going to do a series called picture this and uh, really talk about vision and talk about the pictures that were all over the walls this year and uh, and how that impacts who they're going to be and who we're going to be as a youth ministry. So I'm excited for that. Now, before we get into the meat of today, uh, do you ever get called into a meeting? I hate meetings, by the way, and I especially hate meetings when I don't know what that meeting's about. And uh, have you ever had your pastor say, hey, uh, can I uh, can I see you in my office or uh, can I see you in my office after service or uh can we set up a meeting this week? Man, I'll tell you what, if, if, if you're me, uh, my my heart goes into my throat because I don't know what this meeting is about. I've been in a bunch of those types of meetings. Um, usually they weren't good. <laughs> usually they involved some sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe yelling, uh, judgment, uh, any of those things. But let me tell you something. If you're looking for a meeting that you can look forward to every month, uh, that is coaching. That is a coaching meeting with me because you can look forward to being encouraged, built up, uh, being loved, being told the truth in love. Uh, you're not going to get fired, but you are going to find a partner who's going to help you build a successful youth ministry and help you do everything 
uh, that God's put in your heart to do. I'll put the links below uh, to the two options you have. One is group coaching. Uh, you can be part of a group every month, get together, something to look forward to, and uh, chop it up with other youth pastors and get walk away with some ideas and some encouragement there. Or you can sign up for the one-on-one coaching where you say, look, I want to deep dive into the youth ministry I'm running, and uh, I need some help, maybe riding the ship, or I just need help. Uh, finding ways to grow, and whatever that may be for you, that will be our agenda. So if you're interested in either of those options for 2023, listen, give a gift to yourself this year. It's Christmas time. Give a gift to yourself, the gift of coaching, of of growing, of accountability. Give yourself a gift this year that's going to last you the rest of your life. Links down in the description below. So let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is, oh, So you want to talk about the numbers? Well, I have a post here that I read that uh, that was very insightful in a way. It really kind of sparked some ideas in me that may help you today. And that's the goal is is in me writing this. It's a it was a it was a Facebook post. And uh, let me go ahead and read it to you and uh, come up with your own impressions. This was on a denominational site says need a youth pastor with vision to grow a youth group to over 100 engaged youth church in upper Midwest. If interested, contact me full-time position. Now I read this and thought to myself, okay, this is my first impression was this is ridiculous. And many others in the group felt the same way and said so and commented. But after some thought, I asked myself, how many times did I wish my pastor shared his actual expectations. Not very often, but I think pastors have an idea of the size of the youth ministry they would like to have. Uh, And maybe it's a hundred, maybe it's 50. I I don't know what your pastor's number is in their mind, but they want the youth group to grow, you know, maybe to be a hundred. But listen, they never tell you or they never tell you their, their numeric expectations Now, pastors, I believe, silently see that their youth pastor is not doing enough or is lazy or is incompetent. So let me offer what I appreciate about this short but specific job posting and how I responded to it in in trying to maybe help this pastor understand what is going to be required for him to receive that 100 students. So let me begin with the two things that I appreciate about this little post here. And the first thing is that there is a goal, 100 students. And by the way, if you're interviewing for a job, this may be a good question uh, that you might want to ask your pastor. It says, do you have any numeric goals for this youth ministry? You know, the national average or, or whatever you want to call it is, you know, if you have 10% of your congregation uh, in your youth group, if you have a group of 400 and you're you're running 40, well, then you're on mark. You're You're in a good spot. But it may be a good idea to ask your pastor uh, that you're interviewing with uh, about that and say, listen, uh, is is 10 percent uh, the national average? Is is that satisfactory to you or, or are we looking to shoot a little bit bigger? Nothing wrong with asking the question because it gives them an opportunity to share. Do they have a real goal in mind? Do they have a vision, if you will, for the youth ministry? And I appreciate this pastor's vision. I appreciate the fact that he wants, you know, a hundred students. I think somebody asked him how many students, how many in his congregation, he said 400. Well, I, you know, that's, 
that's pretty good. That's not bad, right? Uh, you have 400, and if, and if he's running 40, which he didn't say what he's, what he's running, uh, but if he's running 40, well, then he's right on the mark. But he said he wants 100, so I offered this. I said, listen, I recommend five years. You know, the first year is about the current students finding trust with their new youth pastor. Listen, anything that grows super, super fast is on steroids. And steroids, as we know, it's not very good. I don't recommend uh, youth ministries on steroids, both the physical or the spiritual, uh, because it really doesn't, it doesn't uh, account for this fast growth but then you're going to have problems with discipleship and, and other issues that are going on there that you may not be ready for. And so my recommendation is, you know, look at look at this thing as a five-year commitment to get to 100 students because the second word is, is really where we're going to get to in a minute. But that's going to matter here. But the, the second year, the first year is about trust. The second year is about establishing the hows. How will we reach students? How will we disciple students? The third year, barring any complications, and I'll bring that up later too about complications, is about a breakout year, right? You have a breakout year, your third year, that if you're if you're practicing these things that you've set up for the first couple of years, then your third year should be a breakout year. Now, let's say uh, uh, based on those numbers, let's say he has 40 students and he gets to the third year. Uh, then the group grows significantly, maybe by 25%. So that's uh, if he grows by another eight, let's say eight to 12 students. Well, you know, that's great. That's pretty good by year three. And, and this is sustained growth, by the way. Year four, I would say, is about exponential growth. Something has to shift. Whatever has worked must be doubled down on. Whatever hasn't worked has to be tossed to the side. And year five, Barring any complications, you should be pretty close to getting to that 100 students. And I recommended to him that uh, he should go ahead and put that in a job description. Uh, There's not too many job descriptions where I've seen very specific goals like this. Uh, I think it would do the pastor and the youth pastor well, because the problem is that there's so many uh, unspoken or hidden expectations that are never spoken because people think that numbers are carnal. So we don't talk about numbers. I don't, I don't think they're carnal. I think if that's your goal, that's your goal. And you should be specific about that because it lets your youth pastor know what is it they're going to have to do. And they may not even apply. You're going to, if, if you put that out there, you're, you know, you're going to say, listen, th- there's youth pastors who don't want to grow their youth ministry to 100. So that's not the job for me. So if you put that out immediately, that's, that's, you know, automatic automatically eliminating a segment of people who don't want to do that. And you may be one of those youth pastors. Look, I would I would not apply for that. I don't want to grow a youth ministry to 100. I like to keep it, you know, to that 20 that 10%, uh, you know, maybe 20%, you know, whatever it is because that's your level. You say that's where I feel best, feel comfortable ministering at. Nothing no problem with that. But I did appreciate that he said, look, 100. That's what I want. Now, the second part of this is where it gets a little sticky in regards to what he's asking for. That word engaged. I want 100 engaged students. It's a good term. It's very specific. So I said, allow me to give my definition. An engaged student is a student who has received the gospel and is pursuing Jesus. Now, this needs some fine-tuning, but if engaged means that every one of these 100 students is attending your church, that, in my opinion, 
is a grasp. Uh, so he would have to come up with what engaged means. Engaged with what? Engaged with the church, engaged in sharing the gospel. What, is, what does that mean? Now, I also said, keep in mind that the complications I mentioned earlier could involve economic downturn, scandal, lack of support for the congregation, just a few other things that could happen. Now, I wrote all this out because he has to understand that to get a hundred, there's going to, you, you know, in order to bake a cake, you're going to have to, you have to break a few eggs, right? And you're, you're, there's going to be trouble and problems. I'm not saying you can't get to a hundred. I'm just saying there's, you have to plan wisely. So then I went on and said, listen, now what will be required on the pastor's part, right? To reach this 100 here, 100 students. First of all is grace. And I said, will this youth pastor constantly be reminded that they only have X amount of years or days left to achieve this goal? Not going to work. The pastor has to work with the youth pastor, not against them. <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, they have to work with their youth pastor to achieve such an audacious goal. My recommendation was pay this youth pastor $50,000 plus with a $10,000 bonus if he hits the goal in X amount of time. Poor youth pastors are unmotivated youth pastors. Let me say that again. Poor youth pastors are unmotivated youth pastors because they're constantly not thinking about your goal. They're thinking about how they're going to live and feed their family and, and pay their bills and all those kind of good things. So if you want your youth pastor, pastors, if you're listening, uh, be sure to go ahead and pay your youth pastors so that they're focused in on what you want. Now, the other recommendations that I gave to this pastor was, number, number two, was increase your budget. And here's the number I recommended. Uh, I, once again, I, I just made this up out of the air, but the youth budget should be $2,500 a month. And that gives plenty of room to be creative without stifling. And by the way, this is $2,500 budget, not including salary or insurance for that youth pastor. Now, growth through bribery will not equal sustained growth. So I said retreats and camps have to be a part of the calendar. Now, that $2,500 can go to anything. It can go to big events. It can go to, uh, you know, the youth room and building that out. There's lots of things that that money can go towards. It's not just about giveaways and spectacular things. It's $2,500. Is I mean, if you're going to run a feeding program, if you're going to run uh, uh, where you're, you know, giving out, uh, you know, clothes or things like that, if you're going to do some family ministry, you know, that $2,500 isn't just to, isn't just to go crazy and go wild with. It's, it's significant money to do a significant work if you want 100 engaged students in your church. The third thing I offer is that you must increase your staff. This youth pastor will need a dozen volunteers to start. So if you currently have 10 students, you should have 12 compliant volunteers on standby for when this youth pastor walks in the door ready to serve. And I say that because if that youth pastor is going to come in and you, don't, you have not built a culture of people who want to work with the youth ministry, who, who have a heart for that youth ministry, then guess what? There's, there's a significant amount of time that is spent building a staff and, in, and they have to tell them the vision and they have to say, this is the goal and all those things. So this is where the pastor has to lay some groundwork to get that 100 students. Uh, a youth pastor's has to come in and work with whatever whatever's there. And so the pastor has to has to be able to lay some foundation there to help this youth pastor then reach the goal that he is setting. I also recommend that the staff should be increased by 50% 
each year. So each of those five years, if you start off with 10, you're adding five every year to get to that 100 students because the more students you're going to invite in, the more staff you're going to need to sustain that to create those engaged students. And if you're not adding, you're going to wind up losing students or at least not have the engaged students that you want to have. Uh, the other recommendation that I uh, gave to this pastor is I said, listen, also, by the way, pastor, if you're, if you're not growing your church and the youth growth does not always equal church growth. If, if this pastor is thinking, well, I want 100 students so that the church will grow, well, then listen, your youth pastor can't, can't grow the youth to 100 engaged students by himself. And as we know, we know that growth in the church can come from everywhere. It can come from, you know, laterally where, listen, students are coming in, families are, are coming in, you grow them up through, through children's church. Listen, those are some of the complications that we have, that if a church itself is not growing, uh, and if you don't have a you know popping kids ministry where kids are coming up through the ranks and finding uh, the you know entering into the youth ministry that way, and if everybody has to come in laterally, well then that could be a complication, especially if your church is in decline. Uh, you know, a, a large youth group isn't is does not equal church growth. The next suggestion I make is about prayer. Listen, praying God's will, not ours, is critical. Does God want your youth group to grow to 100? Listen, I would say yes. If those students are going to be received no matter who they are and where they come from, if those students are going to be loved, if those students are going to be integrated into the life of the church, and if I were God, I would not honor prayers for growth of people who are not willing to die to self or be unwilling to build the infrastructure to sustain it. Um, because, uh, listen, I, I would think that a, a church would love to have 100 students, but, but if I'm God, I don't want to send 100 students to a church that's not going to treat them right, that's not going to disciple them, that's not going to... Once again, this is not about perfect. This is about heart. This is about, this is about saying, listen, we're, we're on board with trying to make this happen, that if you want 100, 100 engaged students, well, uh, that's great, but everybody should be welcome. That means you're going to have to be willing to take students maybe that don't uh, quite look like your church maybe. And you're going to have to find a way to make room for everybody and say, hey, this is this is where you belong. We, we want you here. Even if you don't look like us, even if you don't act like us, even if you're from another culture, even if you don't dress like us, you're welcome here. And, uh, you know, pastors who say they want everybody, I find uh, don't want everybody. Um, because it, 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 and I put this in quotation marks, it hurts the reputation of the church or whatever that may be. And so uh, when pastors are asking for 100 students and then you go as the youth pastor and go get that 100 students or you start to get the 100 students and you start filling the place up with people that don't look like your church or don't dress like your church or don't act like your church, well, that's a complication. <laughs> maybe, maybe you've discovered that. So yes, prayer, yes, it's, it's not just required, it's expected. Then I said, listen, prepare your heart, mind, and church. One reminder, an increase in cattle means an increase in poo. That's right. Proverbs 14.4. Listen, if you don't have any cattle, you got clean stalls. The minute you start bringing cattle in, guess what? You got got poo-poo everywhere. So you must prepare for that. You must buy shovels and brooms to clean things up. Pastor, 
I said prepare the way for growth by increasing the youth budget, increasing the youth room capacity, having specific job descriptions for the youth pastor and volunteers, building relationships across the city, developing a discipleship strategy. Prepare the church for new growth. New kids will be showing up. How will you receive them? And then finally, I said preparing yourself for loss. There are always those who will not agree with your new vision or a new direction. Without preparation, sustained growth is a fantasy. Now, youth pastors, you've heard all this. This is my response. And don't don't be shocked by this, but this pastor did not respond to me. I mean, I was very specific. I, I wrote all this out to them. They, they didn't answer back. And I think that's because a lot of pastors do not count the cost. And I will say this, there's a lot of youth pastors that don't count the cost either, because if you say, I want to grow the youth ministry in 2023, well, have you counted the cost? And I hope I gave you some things to think about because buried in this little response to the pastor are some clues to how to grow your youth ministry in 2023. Remember, Jesus said, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. He also says, or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciples. So if you and your pastor have been talking about growth in 2023, well, I hope some of these things have benefited you. And before you start uh, giving your youth group these uh, steroids, and I put those in quotations, these spiritual steroids where you say, well, we're really going to pump it up. We're going to get them big. We're going to get them swole, man. Well, think about that. Walk that through. What does that actually look like? And are you making disciples in the process? And guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I know what you're wondering now. I said, Paul, what do you want for Christmas? Well, you know what? If you left a five-star review on the podcast, well, that would be a gift enough for me. And I would appreciate it so much. Thanks again, everybody, for your time and your attention. And just remember, guys, if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you. You're doing a great job. Enjoy this week of building up to Christmas. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful season with your family. I hope that you sense the love of God. I hope that your faith is encouraged and God is giving you a vision for 2023 to reach more students than you've ever reached before. That's it for today, guys. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.